time, everybody. We're so glad to have you here. Merry Christmas. Can I pray before we look at the Christmas story together? Thank you. Jesus, we thank you so much. We pause in the midst of the craziness of, of this season, and we, we say thank you. Thank you for, for coming and being one of us. Thank you for showing us what God is like in human form. Thank you for speaking into each of our lives. Thank you for saving us from the things that keep us from you. And thank you for leading us and being present with us, Emmanuel, God with us every day, every moment. No matter whether our lives are going well and, or whether we're struggling, we know that you always promise to be with us. And we're grateful for that gift this afternoon. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Every Christmas I can remember with my grandfather, Grandpa Dave, someone would hand him a gift. So it was sort of like kid chaos where there's just paper flying everywhere and then it would calm down and then someone would hand Grandpa a gift. And every year, for as many years as I can remember, he would look at it very calmly and then he would kind of shake it like, like he was going to be able to tell what it was. And then he would look at somebody, usually the person who had given it to him, and he would say, socks. Or sometimes he would go, shirt. And it didn't, it didn't seem to actually correspond with that. Like, he didn't really care if there were socks or a shirt in there. He just wanted you to know that something was happening. He understood that there was something in this box, and he was, he was going to like it. He was, he's a gift guesser. He's a gift guesser. Raise your hand. Now, just be honest, okay? Small poll. Raise your hand if you're a gift guesser. Yeah, okay, don't be shy. Some of you are, yeah. And then do the people get super annoyed with you, gift guessers, when you get it right? Yeah, right. So you have tonight, if you open a gift or tomorrow, just pretend you don't know. You will know if you were right, but just don't ruin it for everybody else, okay? And then there, sometimes, you know, to throw anybody off, you make a gift super huge that's actually tiny. I call these people the gift disguisers. Raise your hand if you're a gift disguiser. Oh, lots of the gift disguisers. You've all disguised the gifts so that the gift guessers can't guess what it is. I see how this relationship works. I loved it when Grandpa would shake the present and say socks. He was just trying to say, hey, I value this gift. I really don't know what's in it. Actually, sometimes it was socks or, or a shirt. Often it was socks or a shirt. We're pausing this afternoon as we think about all that happens in this Christmas season to remember the most important gift, and that's the gift of Jesus. And we're going to take a look at the story of Christmas, the first Christmas, through the eyes of Joseph, who gets this first gift uh, in a very unexpected way, in a way that he really probably didn't want when he looked at it the first time. And so I want, you, I want to read you how Joseph received this first gift in Matthew chapter 1. It says, this is how the birth of Jesus, the Messiah, came about. His mother Mary was pledged to be married to Joseph. But before they came together, she was found to be pregnant through the Holy Spirit. Because Joseph, her husband, was faithful to the law and yet did not want to expose her to public disgrace, he had in mind to divorce her quietly. But after he had considered this, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream and said, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary home as your wife, because what is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. 
She will give birth to a son, and you are to give him the name Jesus, because he will save his people from their sins. All this took place to fulfill what the Lord had said through the prophet. The virgin will conceive and give birth to a son, and they will call him Emmanuel, which means God with us. When Joseph woke up, he did what the angel of the Lord had commanded him and took Mary home as his wife. But he did not consummate their marriage until she gave birth to a son, and he gave him the name Jesus. So Joseph is not a person that you often hear a lot about in the Christmas story. There are a lot of other really important characters. There are thousands of angels singing songs. There are lowly shepherds hearing those songs. There are important kings from far-off lands traveling to meet this baby. There's a teenage girl who becomes pregnant in this miraculous way and becomes mother to the Savior of the world. These are all very important characters, right? And then there's Joe. And Joe, in my, as I've been thinking about Joe, he's just like this sort of steady behind-the-scenes guy, right? We don't know a ton about him. We know he had a trade. We know he came from a good family that was descended from King David. We know that he loved Mary and was looking forward to being married to her. But you don't, you just have this sort of steadiness behind uh, Jesus' earthly dad. And in this particular scene, he's trying to figure out How do I deal with the fact that the woman that I'm engaged to is already pregnant? I love her. I care about her. I don't want to bring shame on her, but I also can't marry her because I'm I'm a Jewish person and I want to be faithful to the law, which says I can't go forward with this relationship. And he's got to be in some kind of turmoil, right? He's a young man. He's in personal turmoil. And so when this angel comes and tries to say to him, basically, this whole thing is a gift, I know it doesn't seem like it right now to you, but this whole thing is a gift from God. And he does a few things in this passage that are important for us to remember as we try to receive, again, the gift that God has for us in Jesus. First, he says to him, Joseph, son of David. Now, David is, he's referring to King David here. He's reminding Joseph of who he is. Remember that you're from the line of the Most High King the king from, whom's, from whose family the Messiah is going to come. He says, remember who you are. Let me tell you again who you are. And last week when J.D. was talking about Mary, he said the same thing, that Mary had to be reminded of who she was, and she had to remember her identity as a faithful servant of God in order to step into this story at all. And so the angel knows that, and he says, Joseph, don't forget, you're from the most important family. You're from the king's line. And so keep that in mind when I tell you what I'm about to tell you because this baby is a gift from God. And the gift is that the baby is God's son who will save his people from their sins. So you have to give him the name Jesus, which means to save, the one who saves. You have to give him the name Jesus because this is God's gift and God's plan for saving the whole world from its sin, from its brokenness, from the things that are wrong with the people that want to pursue relationship with God and with the world in general. And finally, Joe, you have to go and take Mary as your wife, deal with all of the political problems and family pressures that are going to come with embracing this gal who's already pregnant, 
Make her your own. Raise this boy as your own. And give him the name Jesus. And so the gift of Jesus to Joseph in this story is that he was reminded of who he was. He was told that his son would save the whole world from their sins. And he was given a job to do. He was given a role to play in the work that God was doing through this amazing story. So I was trying to think of a really simple way for the kids who are sitting with us today and for all of us who will be hanging out with children over the next few days, some of us. How do you explain why Jesus is actually a gift? In its simplest form, I think what the scripture is trying to say is that really the only gift of Christmas is Jesus himself. Jesus is the gift, right? There are all kinds of ancillary benefits to the gift, but the gift is Jesus, that we have the opportunity to know God as a human being, that God cared about us enough to know we're not going to get this whole God lives somewhere else and you don't get to see him ever or understand what he's like. I have to go down and become one of them. I have to let them touch my hands and see my face. I have to live among them and show them what it's really like to be a human being the way that God designed it. And the gift of relationship with God in Jesus Christ is unlike any other gift we can ever receive. God gives us the opportunity not just to know about God, but to actually know God. To actually have a personal relationship with the God of the universe. Not just to be part of a religion, not just to be part of a tradition, but to actually receive a gift where you open your heart and you get to have a real, real life relationship with the God who loves you and who created you. That's the gift, right? And when you receive that gift, these three things that happen to Joseph happen to you too. The first one is that you get to let God tell you who you are. And for your kids, especially for the kids that are in our church, we want to kneel down, right? We want to act, uh, we want to come down to their level and say, this is who you are. You have your whole life ahead of you, but this is who you are. You are a, a son or a daughter of the Most High King. And nobody can ever take that away from you. Jesus has done everything necessary to connect you in relationship with the God of the universe. And nobody can take that away from you. If you have faith in Jesus Christ, no matter what you've done wrong or what you will do wrong, God will forgive you and not let those things weigh you down, not let that brokenness determine the path of your life. God wants to give us all a gift. And we remember this gift on on Christmas, where Jesus is the one who tells us who we are, who forgives us of our sins, and who leads us in our life. The gift of Jesus reminds us who we are, forgives us for our sins, and leads us in our life. So I hope that for every, all of you, I know that this is a busy schedule, and you're here for an hour, but I want to steal like a couple moments right now, and I want to invite you to close your eyes. And I want to I pray and ask that God would make that gift real to you in just a few silent moments or squirmy moments if there's a kid near you. That's all right. But just a few quiet moments in the midst of a crazy season. Would that be okay? All right, let me pray for you. Jesus, we believe that you are God's gift to us. And I pray for every person in this room that that all of us would open our hearts right in this moment 
and we would receive you, Jesus, as the gift of Christmas. That relationship with you is what you offer to us. And as we open our hearts to you in relationship, I pray that you would remind every person in the room that we are your children, that you designed us, that you know the number of hairs on our heads, that no matter what's happening in our lives, God, you know us intimately. Speak into our lives and remind us who we are. Help us to hear you saying, you are my child whom I love and with whom I'm well pleased. And God, remind us at the same time that Jesus, you forgive our sins. Jesus, you were born into this world, but then you gave your life and overcame death to promise us eternal life and eternal relationship with you that nothing that any one of us has done wrong in this room can keep us from the love that you have for us if we receive the forgiveness that you have for us. We open our hearts in this moment, God, and ask you, please forgive us for the things that we've done wrong. Heal us from the wounds of sin that have happened in our lives. And send us out again, God, as whole people, loved by you, forgiven by you. And finally, God, we we want to be part of what you're doing, the same way that Joseph was given a task to be part of your salvation plan, to be part of your work in the world. We open our hearts and say, what would you have us do? We love you. You know us. You know what gifts you've given us. Give us a role to play in 2018. Give us the gift of meaningful, purposeful work to do in the lives of the people around us that they might come to know you and your kingdom, to know that, Jesus, you have done everything to prove your love to the people that we live with and work with. Give us a job, God. We want to be part of what you're doing. We thank you tonight. We sing praises to you because there's no one else who loves us like you do. No one else who loves us in a way that gives up everything, every privilege, every power to become just like us, to reach out a hand into our lives and say, I love you. I know you. I forgive you. Now let's let's go. Let's do some work together. Follow me. We hear that gift. We receive it. And we thank you for it this Christmas. Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Well, now that you have your white candles lit, it's time for us to light the final candle. Today we celebrate our Advent has come to a close as we look forward to Christmas tomorrow. On the four Sundays leading up to Christmas, we have rejoiced in the great gift that is ours in Jesus. We celebrate that Christ has come to us. He is Emmanuel, the with us God. Jesus is our hope. Jesus is our love. Jesus is our joy. Jesus is our peace, and today, Jesus, his name meaning the Lord saves, Jesus is our salvation. The candle is white to signify Jesus' purity and that Jesus is a savior who offers to make our sins as white as snow. Jesus Christ is worthy of all our praise. We celebrate the birth and the life of Jesus today. We celebrate that Jesus conquered death to save the world that God loves, and whoever believes in Jesus as their savior and leader will live forever with God. This Christmas, we celebrate the greatest gift of all, Jesus, who is our Savior, our leader, and our King. Praise God for the salvation that is found in Jesus. Amen.